0: Welcome to Heating Up,
1: a podcast about climate change,
0: our dangerous future,
1: and what you can do about it. I'm Derek. I'm Corinne, and this is episode twenty-one. Twenty-one.
0: Yeah, we could drink alcohol or, or something. Something.
1: Yeah. This is a podcast. We talk about preparedness stuff, and that's what we're doing today. Is part, part two, two of the bug out bags,
0: and also we're going to remember again to like, subscribe, comment, share
1: do all the things on all of the things on all of our uh, social media because we're good at that stuff so <laughs> very so very good at it <laughs> so yeah this is part two like we said before corinne do we have any news and notes we want to do news and
0: nonsense oh i don't know we'll see i'll probably just sprinkle them throughout as i think of them
1: yeah uh, it's my birthday
0: congratulations happy birthday well not today not
1: today but when this episode airs no when we record this episode is happy birthday.
0: 36th birthday yeah you're closer to 40 than 30 that's yeah, true all right yes you're I'm, almost
1: 30 yeah
0: i'm already 30 i'm about to be 31
1: yeah well you know it's worse for women anyway so <laughs> <laughs> you're old enough to play my mother <laughs> easily
0: i'm too old to play your wife in yeah. tv yeah
1: yep. uh yeah when i'm on king of queens
0: so. <laughs> 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 oh yeah leah Remini. and kevin what's his name it's realistic very yeah. realistic pairing on that one uh, they brought it back too did they not king of queens they are calling it someone something else it's the same damn thing i think i haven't seen it
1: whatever more power to him so yeah this is episode two for bug out bag so if you did not listen to last week's episode go back and listen to that one first or you might be a little confused as to where we get started or you'll only
0: have the second half of stuff that you need
1: yeah in fact go back and listen to all of our old episodes again
0: yeah let's get a second listen download second
1: (laughs) listen download of everything yeah (laughs) because you loved it so much
0: (laughs) it was good the first time try it again maybe it got better
1: yeah exactly so yeah where were we when talking about bags we had just finished fire light and heat
0: yes uh water food yep fire light heat bag
1: so the next big thing that you want to think about when preparing your bug out bag, one that you don't really have to think about much when you're at home, is shelter. Mm. When you're staying at home, when you have that two week supply of emergency, you can sleep in your own damn bed, or you can sleep on your couch, or with the pets, wherever or wherever you like to wherever sleep. Wherever you freaking want, because it's your damn house, and you live there, <laughs> and you can you're sleep. are a weirdo. Whatever works for you. Hanging upside down like a bat. I don't <laughs> care. I don't judge. Don't. <laughs> well, a little. I would judge, yeah, honestly. If I knew about it. Yeah. But, yeah, no, basically you can sleep as as is convenient or as you want. But when you're bugging out, you don't know what the conditions are going to be, and you're going to have to carry all your sleeping materials with you. This is going to be a tough one for you, Corinne, because, again, <laughs> it's a compromise. It's a tough compromise a to It's a tough me. compromise between weight and comfort, right? Because, in theory, all you really need for shelter is, like, a tarp and some rope.
0: A paracord and some tarp, right?
1: Yeah, but... Most people are going to have a real hard time sleeping on the cold ground, no sleeping bag, whatever else, if they've never done it before. So that's an advocation for practicing mm. and for maybe not just doing that.
0: <laughs> and for maybe not doing that. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, again, start with what you have, right? you got tarp
0: and some rope.
1: Yeah, most people have tarp and rope. The problem is most people don't like sleeping on tarp and rope. And would prefer a tent with a backpack or with a nice big sleeping bag and a you know air mattress and whatever else. But if you those are what your sleeping plan is, then you got to haul all that stuff around. Right. Again, we live in a golden age of ultralight camping. There are tons of ultralight tents out there. There are tons of ultralight sleeping bags and sleeping pads. Those things will still weigh something. Will still weigh a few pounds. But they're also and they're also expensive. So you go to REI and you buy the lightest down sleeping bag they have. That's gonna set you back a couple hundred bucks and then a pad and then a tent is another couple hundred bucks. So you're talking a pretty expensive comfort right there. Mm-hmm. So you know, you gotta kinda of make your What are you doing for yours? Tarpen a rope. Tarpon. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, um, what I wanna try this we're going to, I'm gonna try it out this summer during our campaign are the hammocks. So, this is a newer thing. It didn't really exist when I was camping with the Boy Scouts, but they're like tent hammocks. So, that's a hammock that comes with a little like covering. It's almost like a combined tent sleeping so you're bag in situation. A cocoon. Yeah. Um, I don't know how those will feel. I've got like an old man's back. So, right. I feel like I those could be ruinous, but probably not as ruinous as sleeping on the ground with
0: my back. So. <laughs> and there's a lot of benefits to being above the ground, right? Yeah, so. being off
1: the ground. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So I'm just going to test that out this uh, summer. But That'll be interesting. Yeah. No, so... I'm going to hear
0: a lot of, at about midnight, zip, 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 <laughs> crawling into the tent with the <laughs> wife. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so lots of people do like those hammocks, though. I don't know if there's... I mean, it's really a personal preference and, again, a trade-off between weight and space and things like that as to what you're going to do for your shelter. But honestly, all you really need for shelter is a decent-sized tarp, and you can buy... A dirt cheap tarp at Walmart. Army
0: surplus stores, too. Or you probably
1: have one. I mean, I have probably got like 15 blue tarps in my garage. I definitely don't have any. Well, we can give you one because like I said, I got 15 (laughs) of them. Uh, So for right now, my bag's going to have some tarp. And then we'll get to rope later on when we get to more miscellaneous stuff. What type of rope. But uh, yeah, that's basically what I'm going to have in there to start with. And then we're going to see if this hammock situation works out. But you can get these like ultra compact hammocks that like press down into an egg. That's a shelter. So think about what you want out of that, what you have on hand as well, because if all you have on hand is a tent and a sleeping bag, well, that's what you got, right? Yeah, heavy. Yeah, they can be pretty heavy. Again, there are ultralight tents, um, but they're pricey. Mm-hmm. So Next up, again, another one we covered for an episode months ago, but first aid, right? You're mm-hmm. going to want a portable first aid kit. Honestly, for this, the easiest, best way to do it is just buy a backpacking first aid kit. Really? Yeah, we usually they...
0: don't recommend though just buying a thing.
1: I mean, we you can go back and listen to our episode on first aid and make your own kit and you know make another kit for this as well. But
0: they probably have some smart, safe, safe space-saving. <clears> uh, exactly, portions. they're
1: designed to be lightweight. They're designed to be really compact because they're designed to fit into your backpacking they're designed backpack.
0: Designed to not be near any medical help soon.
1: Exactly. So they've got most of what you need, and you can add some things to it if you need to. But they're probably
0: a, pretty good, huh? Probably
1: pretty decent. For, and again, if you don't know how to use that stuff, what's the point in having all those extras? So again, the best thing to do, like we said during the first aid episode, get some first aid skills. In the meantime, get a fairly cheap first aid kit. Throw it in there.
0: The guy in the next door app, there's, he's, he posts maybe every month that he got cert certified <laughs> and that everybody should get cert certified. And I'm like, yeah, man, but you're kind of putting me off it now. It's like, <laughs> like old white dude. I'm like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, other stuff you want to think about is having medication on hand for anyone in your family that's on pills or medication of any kind, having extras of that in your bug-out bag. Um, Allergy medicine might not be a bad thing to have in there.
0: Well, Benadryl in a general sense for any sort of allergic reaction is probably good.
1: Yeah, extra pain relievers, have some aspirin for your achy old back.
0: Have some aspirin just for like, you know, I just am not feeling good. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I can't imagine in a bug out situation you not wouldn't wanting eat, not someone some saying aspirin. here,
0: you want a couple aspirin? No, thank you. Everything's ship shape here.
1: Um, another thing people recommend sometimes is caffeine pills, especially if you're an addict of mm-hmm. coffee and stuff, because you might be going a couple of days without your monster energy drink. Right. And getting a little grouchy. So <laughs> Derek bring one. <laughs> I will carry a six pack of monster energy drinks in my bug out. I'll bag. carry a
0: Snickers, don't yeah, you worry. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Anyways uh that's medical stuff. Um you sh- we should probably include sunscreen here in this mm, thing?
0: Yeah, for us at least. Yeah, for
1: us it's definitely a medical like I don't even leave the house
0: thing. without some form of sunscreen on my body.
1: But yeah, you it, depending obviously on where your location is or who you are, sunscreen probably a big deal to Hats. carry. Yeah. We'll get into clothing later, but are yeah. We? Yeah. Okay. Sunscreen. The next one's a good one for Ukraine, you, one you're going to mm. like. Hygiene. This is Oh, fun. Yeah. Hygiene's real important in an emergency situation, and often gets overlooked because it's like, oh, that's a frill, that's an unnecessary thing. But it's super important to have, you know, sanitation, right? So having, what do you call it, hand sanitizer, having the wipes, wipes. those are really important. And in fact, in a disaster, oftentimes it's like the after disaster stuff, the diseases that come in yeah. that kill even more people than the disaster itself sometimes, especially, you know, outside of America, where like we talked about it with uh, Hurricane Ida, all the cholera and the diseases that come in after the fact, and the easiest, best way to prevent that is sanitation. Mm-hmm. So having anti you know having you know hand sanitizer, having the wipes, having the microbial wipes, having you know toilet paper, things like that is real important. So having dish soap, things like that is, and yeah. then you
0: don't have to wash all of your stuff that often if you've yeah. got one pair of underwear you're gonna to want to wash it at some point point. and if you're at least got wipes and you don't have yeah, so poop all camp over your soap butt is,
1: yeah and you can buy camp soap dirt cheap you know yeah. at like walmart or whatever so a little container of that yeah so having good hygiene in an emergency is a good idea and it's worth the space and weight in your bag to have a, a bag of wipes. sanitary wipes and some hand sanitizer very good
0: and you can get kind of the clips on your bag just a little hand sanitizer just clips right on
1: Yeah, exactly. Another topic that needs to be addressed for your bug-out bag but doesn't necessarily need to be addressed at home is navigation. Mm, Just bring a
0: compass. You know how to (laughs) use it, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So in in an emergency situation, you have no idea if your phone is going to be reliable, whether it even has power, whether the GPS will work, whether you're going to get a signal, whether any of this stuff. So you can't rely on it. You can't say, well, I'll just use my Google Maps to figure out how to get from here to there. This is a tough one. And so for this one, well... I feel like you and I are just at the leading edge of remembering when we had, like, maps. Like, I still had to navigate when I was in high school, learning to drive around the neighborhoods and stuff with one of those Atlas maps, where you had to, like, look up the street and, you know, was grid it out and figure out the map. I don't even think those exist anymore.
0: Yeah, I was one step just beyond you, which is we had MapQuest, but you had to literally go on your computer, type in the address to and from, print it out, and God forbid you made a wrong turn. (laughs) Um, And then... Uh, I do remember there was a time when we, uh, as a teenager, I drove down to San Diego uh, and then something happened. We didn't know where we were exactly and we had to get a map in phones back then. The iPhone wasn't invented yet. You didn't just go on there and GPS it. (laughs) So we literally had to be like, where are we? This is a map and how do we get there? So I have, as a teenager, had to navigate a map and successfully made it home.
1: Yeah, and those are the easiest maps to navigate when you're at like a landmark street right. where you can like imagine. You have probably had no real experience like orienteering None. in the woods, zero. And mine was twenty years ago. I was I remember being decent at it then, but man, I wouldn't want to rely on myself right now. Buy really
0: like so. by a compass, they're cheap and light. Sure, okay. This little arrow, this means nothing to me. <laughs>
1: So when it comes to navigation, yeah, you want a map of your general area. So the larger kind of, you know, city area. If you live in a big major city, you can often buy an already laminated map. Yeah, I've seen them for Sacramento. Sacramento or San Francisco. If you live in a more rural area, you probably won't have the laminated version. But you can laminate it yourself. What I would do is mark on that map. The hospitals, the places that your commu- that your county already says are going to be where they're giving out emergency supplies mm-hmm. or their, you know, locations, that any location you might want to have marked on your map, circle it before, you know, circle it today when you don't have to worry about it. So then you can open it up and be, oh, here's where that is. Here's where this is. Mm-hmm practice using the map get a compass and then learn how to use it the skill is not that hard there are tons of youtube videos basic orienteering with a map and a compass is pretty easy to learn but it requires practice it requires you to do it a couple of times so making that game might out be of it. one of
0: our episodes <laughs> send corinne out to orient herself in an area there's
1: actually like there's a, there's a game people use the people Geo... use geocaching yeah um is like a more modern version where they just use gps's but i think you can still do it using a compass but it's a little more difficult. But yeah, there are like maps and games that you can play to help you learn how to orient with the map and a compass. But yeah, put a compass in there and learn how to use it. So that's a good skill to have just in life because yeah, you never know when your phone might fail or when you're going to be stuck without service and not know how to get around. So have a map. Another tool worth mentioning here with the navigation is binoculars, which will help you see further away and see problems up ahead. Um, again, it's a weight to uh, the thing. They have really light binoculars as well. I'm not. I'm not going to give an, a recommendation on any particular type of binocular that's good. I don't know. I but, think
0: Maryland has about seven to ten pairs of sure, binoculars. Sure, there's a big
1: difference between like a kid's binoculars and an actual pair of like field binoculars. Sure, so they're
0: a lot lighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: But they also probably don't see very well no. so but they have some decent you know like birding binoculars that could help you out in that situation so it's worth thinking about whether you want a pair of binoculars in your bag
0: i remember grandpa gave you guys a pair and like a really nice leather case and I it was it. like 30 pounds yeah it was I an old looking at me like, oh, i can't even hold it up to my
1: face yeah so they've come a long <clears> way <throat> so so yeah next up corinne clothing again something you don't have to think about when you're in your own house because you have all your clothing But making sure you have articles of clothing in there that you might not have on all the time. So like a hat you had mentioned Mm -hmm. or sunglasses is Mm -hmm. a good one to have in there. Just keep a pair of cheapo sunglasses in your bug out bag.
0: A bandana or a scarf is a great thing to have.
1: Yep. Bandana or a scarf. Um, another thing is like a windbreaker or a jacket every time you watch military movies they're always complaining about socks or talking yes. about socks. having a couple of pairs of hiking socks and throwing them in there or an extra pair of socks is always good you know nobody likes wet socks man <laughs> nobody uh, does. having a change of socks is so good i yeah so then they're so light it doesn't matter throw a pair a couple pairs of socks in there so change of clothes some extra clothing in your bag is a good idea
0: then long sleeve and long pants are probably best so that if you're walking through stuff and then probably quick dry right so you want to yeah. do like hiking stuff if you can
1: yeah and again what you have is what you have and then you can upgrade um but yeah obviously weight is an issue so denim maybe not the best idea your so, denim jean jacket corinne has to
0: i do not wear a denim jean jacket i would like that stricken from the record <clears throat> i do not own nor do i wear denim jackets mm-hmm. never i've never No absolutely not do not say that Internet, when have find I, me a when have, that is not happening because you do not wear denim with denim and i do not care what anyone says every five years someone's like no you can it's called power clashing no <laughs> what?
1: this is i i didn't realize I. Had i do not like the
0: denim just... look too oh. much denim i think it was because i grew up in the age where britney spears and justin timberlake wore denim ball gowns outfits Do you know what i'm talking about
1: no i am loving that i had no idea you were this okay have you
0: really not seen britney spears and justin timberlake in their like formal wear denim outfits because they're amazing and horrifying so i'll show you a little bit later anyway too much denim is no good there's no denim jacket
1: don't wear denim i don't yeah only as jeans all right next up current communication okay we already talked about this but your phone unreliable
0: (sighs) but cricket said it was a reliable network
1: yeah exactly so just as we said in our communication episode, Corinne, you don't want to have to rely on a cell phone, which is going to be unreliable in an emergency. Mm. So having a portable radio is a good plan, right? So we already kind of talked about having the emergency radios, getting one that you can throw in your bag is mm-hmm. a good idea. Maybe have a walkie-talkie in there if you've got a communication plan or a group of people that you're planning to meet up with in the event of a bug out situation. Right. Right. Um, again, those are fairly cheap, and those are fairly light, but you need to have someone to talk to if you have a walkie-talkie.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> wow. Ouch, Derek.
1: So if you're forever alone, maybe skip the weight on the walkie-talkie.
0: Thank and you. I maybe I want to talk to you because you're so nice to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Some other communication stuff that you might want to consider are our ways to signal for help.
0: Smoke signals,
1: yeah, smoke signals, except for not really. Uh, <laughs> you, so you hear about these things that's commonly needed, like to carry in a backcountry situation. So things like a whistle mm-hmm. goes a long way. Like you can hear a whistle from miles away when you can't hear a shout or something. I don't know though there's some well, then you get tired
0: that. of yelling. It's a lot easier just to blow a whistle.
1: that's true too. Um, a signal mirror, like, like a good signal mirror, not the cheap. That's just to do like, reflecting of light. Yeah, but it like, you can see it from miles and miles away, mm-hmm. and so like if you can shine that light, people will be like, "Oh, what the heck is that?" Like, and I think you're, I think there's like a way to do like Morse code with it, but I don't know. Yeah, but, I'm
0: not gonna be able to do that. Yeah, but... I don't
1: know. I'm gonna have to learn that. But even things like a road flare, like having a flare. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about these sort of signals, they all fall under communication. So there are times where you might not want to make your presence aware, but what you really don't want to be is in a situation where you really desperately need help and can't get it Mm because no one knows you're over there. Yeah. So having some big, bright way to have a come here and save me Mm -hmm. sign is a good plan for your bag. So having those whistles, those road flares, good idea in case you need them. Another item specific to the bug out bag that you don't really have to worry about for your home is having a copy of all of your important documents.
0: Well, you do want to have that at home.
1: Yeah, you do want to have one at home. You want to have them copied, but you can actually have a physical copy. So carrying around tons of physical documents in your bug-out bag is probably not practical. Mm-hmm. So we live in a golden age of digital technology, Corinne. Right. So a great idea for a bug-out bag would be to go out and get a portable external hard drive. Get something with you know a couple of terabytes worth of information and then download everything onto it. And when I say everything, I mean you want to have everything. You're talking social security cards, birth certificates, financial documents, proof of citizenship, passports, proof of military service, you know, degrees, medical records, your deed, your will. Wait anything. a minute.
0: What do you need all of this for?
1: If your house burns down in a fire, okay, yeah, you want to have a copy of all of this stuff. Fair. So anything you could possibly need a copy of, you want to have a copy of on this digital thing because it's what you're saving from a fire. So speaking of that, once you get all of your physical records and things that'll prove who you are and what you own and all this stuff you're also going to want copies of things like your marriage photos or your family albums and stuff like that digitize them all get them all on there all right fair you don't want to have to go back and say we lost all of my pictures of great aunt sally um you want to have a picture of her on there all right <laughs> fine <laughs> okay, fine good <laughs> What, are you are you skeptical I, about? I this was idea? like,
0: why are, is this like the downfall of everything? And you got to prove that you're a citizen of the United States. Well, but you might
1: means. need to prove that you're a vet in order to get veterinary right. or yeah, veterinary benefits. Veterinary,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they may not need to tranquilize <laughs> you. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but you might need to prove that yeah you can leave the country. You might need your passport or your driver's license or Fair whatever. Enough. So you want to have copies of all the things or that you own that home so that you can get the benefits for it and stuff. And if you don't have a copy of your deed, who knows? Or what if you die and you don't have your will in there and then I don't get your millions of dollars, Corinne?
0: Ha, ha, ha. That's my secret plan.
1: Yep. So get a copy of everything on that drive and then obviously don't lose that drive, guys.
0: God, where are you? Just, I mean, I guess you keep it in the bug-out bag and then don't lose you the bug-out bag. keep it out in the bug-out
1: bag. Don't take it out of the bug-out bag unless you need it. Leave it in there. Leave it in a secure spot where no one can steal it out of your bag. Don't take your copy of all of your life's documents with you. Don't put it on the internet. Keep it on your drive. kind of already is
0: already on the internet.
1: <laughs> a lot of it is, but it's probably not a great... I mean, I don't know where to go with the digital security thing. Like, how crazy... I to feel be- like... I feel like I- anything you put on the internet is going to get stolen or could be stolen by I some hacker. I assume
0: they can take everything. So, they just look at mine like, ugh, what a waste of time.
1: I mean, so it might be possible to load all this stuff up onto, like, Dropbox or something. Right. But... Just have a physical copy of it on a digital file or something. Have it at your hard drive. USB or something. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, a USB is too small, but like uh, external hard drives mm. are pretty small, pretty light. And yeah, one or two terabytes should be enough for all of this information. And yeah, they're like 60 bucks or something. So they're not incredibly expensive. I'm sure you can find cheaper ones. But anyways, and those are good things to have. Yeah. I, just in general, you want a backup of all of these documents. Um, even in your home you want some sort of backup copy of them next thing is keys sometimes as well you want to have a backup copy of keys to things like you 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 might not think of that you might lose if your house burned down so like having if you do have a storage locker you know having Mm -hmm. a copy of that or Mm -hmm. a copy of you know whatever random keys should be a good idea plus keys to your home and keys to whatever having a copy in your bag so you don't have to go fumbling around for keys in the middle of the night when you're fleeing your home good plan
0: and i do have keys to like your place yeah
1: Next up, Corinne is starting to get into some of the fun stuff. Oh, the good. tools. Tools. Yeah, Corinne, I know that you have been waiting to talk about knives forever. <sighs> when we started this podcast, God. I said, like, Corinne, you want to do a podcast about getting prepared? And you're like, I don't know, how many episodes on knives do I get? <laughs> how many times can I talk about knives? And I said, well, we're going to do at least one, but you're going to have to wait 20 episodes. And you're like, on twenty episode 21, I better goddamn talk about knives. Goddamn. So here it is for you, Corinne. I know this is what you wanted. Because I know that you like to spend like unexplainably long amounts of time like looking at knives on the internet.
0: It's not weird at all.
1: No, not weird at all. You have multiple multi-tools for your multi-tools, right?
0: (laughs) Just get to it. You're (laughs) torturing me.
1: (laughs) So if you're a person that's like that, if you're a knife person, probably don't need me to tell you to pack a knife in your bag, but you're going to want a bag. Honestly, on the most basic fundamental level, you will need a real field knife, like not a, a fixed blade knife, not a folding knife, a pocket knife. You'll want one of those in your bag, as well as a good multi-tool at the bare minimum. Corinne, how many knives you got?
0: Um, Are we talking? Like ballpark
1: <laughs> it. Give me around 20, 50. I could count
0: exactly how many knives I have. <laughs> Derek, I have about five knives.
1: Five knives of, of the, the non-butter variety. Of the non-butter variety. Correct. So... They well, are
0: all kitchen knives.
1: Okay. Well, what we're talking about here is what's called a fixed blade knife, which is opposed to a folding knife, a pocket knife, right?
0: So it just stays out a all time. A knife.
1: We're talking not exactly, like, this is kind of too big, but like the Crocodile Dundee, you call this a knife? Yeah. That kind of knife is a fixed I see blade you've knife. you played
0: Knifey Spoonie
1: before. That's the Simpsons. it's yeah. the
0: version of the Crocodile <laughs> yeah. Dundee, whatever.
1: Got it. Anyways. But we don't, it doesn't necessarily need to be that big, but we are talking about a sturdy, full knife like that, okay? And um, what is this for? You want it for a number, we'll get into what it's for in a second here. Okay, but I'm jumping now. ahead. Sorry, yeah.
0: that I could push forward.
1: <clears throat> um, you want the stability from it being one solid piece like that and not a foldable flimsy thing. You want it to be about three and a half to five and a half inches long. That's a good, that's longer than a pocket knife is going to be, but it's not so long as to be this unwieldy kind of like mini sword. Mm. So three to five inches is a good utility knife for most people. Any longer than that, you really need to know what you're doing with it to um, make it usable. And most people don't. And that's going to get to the next Let's thing. Let's
0: clear this up, You don't.
1: Yes. <laughs> if you are listening to our advice on what to do this knife for, have some humility and realize that you probably don't know what you're doing when it comes to knives. But what that means in this case is that you are not Rambo right? Your knife will not be used to build a log cabin. Your knife will not be used to field dress and fight a grizzly bear or to slaughter your enemies in some sort of Arya Stark (laughs) sort of like vengeance moment, right?
0: Spoilers.
1: Yeah. What you may use a knife for is cutting open a piece of clothing, right? Or preparing food or to pry open a container or to cut small or medium pieces of wood and food into smaller or mediumer pieces of (laughs) wood and food, Right. Or as a possible last line of defense, right? Cutting rope. Basic tasks that you need a knife for. And these are things you want a good knife for. You will not be throwing your knife.
0: Oh, wait a minute.
1: (laughs) You will not be using it to bushwhack through the Amazon, right? Get all those fantasies out of your head with your knife, right? You just want a good, solid knife. Carrying throwing knives or some giant machete, not a great plan.
0: You're really upsetting your daughter right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I turned around to see if she was there looking to throw a knife at me. (laughs) <laughs> that's fair yeah, no i mean unless you're a ninja like an honest to god ninja what are you doing with throwing knives right like get get out of there that's just extra weight to carry mm-hmm. i don't understand it yeah and a giant machete has its practical uses in certain situations but if you live in a city and you're generally going to be bugging out to the light rail station <laughs> you don't need a machete in fact you're just gonna it's heavy so, you know,
0: weird some people out on the way.
1: Yes, so carrying a normal sized human knife is a field knife is probably all you're gonna need, and you don't want it like on your hip either. Put it in your bag where it's more inconspicuous because you're gonna startle more people by carrying around a big knife than than you really want. Yeah, anyways, like most things, the internet is full of amazing knife recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> and crazy internet fights about knives. Oh, man, if you want to waste some time, I don't. <laughs> okay. I know how much you like to go onto the knife forums, no, like God. Reddit knives, no. and go in there and fight with all the other knife redditors. Yeah, internet knife fight. No. No. Okay. Well, if you just Google best knife, <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get a taste of what I'm talking about here. But basically, there are a decent number of options between like the thirty and a hundred dollar range to get yourself a good knife. Um, much cheaper than that, and you're talking about something that's probably not useful not good enough to be useful much more expensive than that. And I mean, if you have the money to spend $200 on a knife, what are you doing listening to this podcast? I
0: saw Denino's had a bucket of like rusty old knives.
1: Bucket of knives. That's true.
0: So I feel like that's going to cost me less than 30 bucks.
1: And again, if all you have right now is an old Swiss army knife, use it. Like that's what you got. But an upgrade to a nice field knife is, you know, a nice treat yourself knife.
0: <laughs> for some people, that's a treat guess yourself. What you're
1: getting, guess what you're getting for your birthday, Corinne, next no.
0: week. Oh no. <laughs> My birthday gift's going to be all prepper stuff.
1: It's going to be a knife.
0: Please, no. No, I don't want it. You
1: could use a knife for any number of things. Oh. Non-prepper related. You know,
0: you've already bought me a knife before.
1: <laughs> Did I? Yes. I bought you a kitchen knife. Yes. You wanted a kitchen knife.
0: Yeah, but that's How it. How often do you use that kitchen knife? I use knife? it all the time.
1: Yes, it's a good knife, isn't it? It's a
0: good knife. <laughs>
1: yes. It's like a great kitchen knife, isn't it?
0: It's a pretty good kitchen knife. Yeah,
1: okay. So you can imagine what my prepper <laughs> knife for you would be pretty good prepper knife you oh use god that's
0: definitely what i'm getting for my birthday <laughs> damn it
1: <sighs> uh yeah so anyways like we said just use a knife you have right now if that's all you got this is not necessarily this is one of those things that people can go way overboard and focus on but we waited until the second episode on bug out bags in the middle of it to talk about knives because they're that important you need a knife it doesn't need to be the world's sharpest knife it doesn't need to be this giant bowie knife just needs to be a knife that cuts things. The next thing we said, the same holds true for your multi-tool, right? You will need a tool. You don't need a giant-ass one. You don't need one that has a thousand different things. So think about common needs. You might want a pair of pliers, right? You might want a saw blade. You might want a pair of scissors. You might want a file. Tweezer. Tweezers, right? You might want some of the basic, basic things, a can opener, that come on a multi-tool, right? So you don't need a huge thing. You don't need one thousand different openings. Your basic... You know, Leatherman multi tool is going to be more than adequate. If you already have one, great, throw it in your bag. You're done with it. If you don't, ask for it for a birthday gift. Grin. And
0: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't ask for it. I oh, want it on the record.
1: It, yeah. Don't go out and spend spend a ton on this item because you can spend a couple hundred bucks on a multi tool. Don't do it. Again, if you do spend an extra 20 50 bucks on your multi-tool than you want, you might be tempted to actually take that tool out of the bag and use it and justify spending $100 on a multi-tool, and then it's not in your bag. Then you've spent $100 and still don't have a multi-tool in your bag. So don't do that. Just get some basic thing and throw it in there.
0: <laughs> I like it. But use it once.
1: I mean, know how to use it. Know what's on it. But yeah, you're gonna, you'll are gonna you find a use for it on, when you're out there. But yeah, you mentioned tweezers are a good thing to have. So you, your basic Swiss Army knife is not a bad thing to have in there. Um, another thing when dealing with the multi-tool, if you have a really decent knife already, a field knife, so a lot of multi-tools you go out there and find are like really just a knife with a bunch of extra stuff attached to them, you get the, you're you getting the multi-tool for the extra stuff. So make sure that stuff is better than the knife. You already have another knife. Right. So. Anyways, that's just some thoughts on that. Well, we're talking about knives, Corinne.
0: <laughs> are we still not done talking about knives?
1: We're going to sidebar a minute into self-defense, which is a category that a lot of people include okay. in this thing. Yeah, listen, lots and lots of the prepper world is devoted to arguments about which gun is the right gun for any situation, and we are not going to get into that. Thank God. That is not you know, what we're going to do here. We're not going to talk about a bug-out bag weapon because it really deserves more than that. Like,
0: oh, no. No.
1: Yeah, we are going to skip over guns because we want to talk about guns as a whole separate issue. And we've already kind of talked about how we want to do it. We want to get some guests on to talk about it. But the bottom line for this is that self-defense is a really personal choice as far as what you want to include or what you're willing to include in your bag. It could be as little as mace. It could mean nothing. It could be, you know, some bear mace. It could be a gun. But that's a personal choice. We're not going to get into it on this podcast. We'll get into it in later shows. But, yeah, that's all we're going to say about self-defense, unless you have something else you wanted to add about self-defense, Corinne.
0: Go for the eyes.
1: Go for the eyes, yeah. All right. But, yeah, you if you do any sort of research on bug out bags on the Internet, that's going to come up a lot. It's going to come up way more often than it should – because way more important than whatever gun you want to carry in your bag is having some freaking water filters, man.
0: Well, I think some reason people's like dream scenario is mostly running into like having to fight other people.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people use like the doomsday prepper idea as just an excuse to just become a murder machine.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to escape a fire. And probably most of the people are also just trying to escape a fire. And, and even murderers maybe don't even have the time. you know? They're the probably also trying to escape the fire.
1: So for a lot of people, they like fetishize and fantasize about about this sort of like end of the world scenario that is not what we're doing i hope that at this point i already
0: feel like i'm at the end of the world do i need to fantasize about it well
1: that's the thing like we're 21 episodes into this thing and you could say in some ways that we're obsessed with catastrophe or with these climate catastrophes or crises but not in this fetishist sort of like yeah i love it sort of way so yeah a lot of people fetishize about this end of the world sort of doomsday scenarios where they can run around like mad max and just murder people with you know no consequence.
0: Which maybe reevaluate who you are as a person if that's exactly. like your hopeful moment.
1: <laughs> I feel like this is a podcast about being ready for disasters because disasters are bad. They're terrible. We don't want them to happen. We want you to have your best life and have to deal with this stuff. We're not in. We're not getting into doomsday prepping here because we fetishize about this lawless wasteland. That's a bad call. We don't want that.
0: Yeah, Are we done with it. knives yet?
1: So yeah, done with knives. Unless you have more, you want to say about knives, Grant? Ooh, I know how much you love knives. No, I'm done. Got a done. favorite knife you want to talk about?
0: Um, no.
1: You did. Have you named your knives? No.
0: Why would I name my? Do you I, name your knives? No, I don't name my knives. I. What is your favorite knife? Eric? <laughs> 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 he was sitting there waiting. I asked you. I don't
1: have a favorite knife. I you couldn't pick.
0: It's like choosing your favorite child, yeah. huh? No, I they I all have joking, their reasons. Yeah.
1: Anyways, so another thing, Corinne, that you're going to want to include in your bag is books. Books? Well, maybe not exactly books. Not Um, wild? Yeah, well, you're going to want something like a field guide. It'd be a good idea to have in your bag. Mm, Fun. Um, Yeah, or like a survival guide. So something that can ID local edible plants that'll help you like with medical, you know, stuff. Having a decent field guide, one that's not full of a bunch of useless information. So you can go buy like pocket survival guide but it has like how to milk a cow in the dark is the example yes. i've heard before or it's like a bunch of random useless information mm-hmm. so find one that's really slim that has just relevant details like some of the military sas guides or whatever are probably a good plan get it waterproof and just throw it in there like again even just like a little field medical guide thing something that'll help because in a, in a crisis situation if you have to tie a tourniquet you don't want to have to rely on remembering you might want to have the visual oh step one do this step two do that all so right. having a little guide, a little pocket survival guide. You
0: don't have a recommendation on what one to use?
1: I don't, because I don't have... I have some, I have some books, but they're a little heavier. They're not something I would want to throw in there. Yeah. So um, I know that The Prepared recommends the SAS uh, survival guide. Um, they have a link to it on their website. We'll throw it in the show notes. Okay. But I, I've never seen it myself. I don't know what it is, so I, I you know, have trouble recommending it myself. But I like their stuff. I trust them, so... That's their recommendation. Rope. Corinne, we promised last week that we would talk about rope. Did we? Yep. Okay. <laughs> you, you might have forgotten. Uh, <clears throat> you're way more knife girl than rope girl. I get it. I <laughs> yeah, get it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. You're going to need rope for many uses. It's a very useful item. I bought Has rope been. when we
0: went to the dollar store and you laughed at it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> still laughing could at you,
1: it. Well, oh, because you bought crappy rope.
0: Well, it was the dollar store. Yeah.
1: Anyways, you're going to want to spend more on dollar <laughs> rope. No, <laughs> so when it comes to rope there's really only one name in survival and that's paracord Mm -hmm. Uh, paracord is ubiquitous in the prepper community it is everywhere it originally comes from the military i think it comes from like paratroopers and Mm -hmm. like parachute cord is what it comes from i don't know the background of it i'm not gonna pretend i know i just know it's everywhere um it is cheap it is really, really strong. So, like, the most common stuff you're going to look for is paracord, what's called 550 or 550 pounds. So, that's like the test line. It'll hold static weight of 500 pounds uh, before it snaps. So, it's pretty strong stuff, more strong than what you would ever need it for.
0: Well, they even have it in bracelets.
1: But, yeah. And that's the thing it's really thin, it's really light. Lots of people use, um, use it to make like bracelets or wrist things or lanyards or like little. Keychain attachments, Mm -hmm. and they do it with this really intricate braiding, so they can essentially pack in a ton of rope.
0: Mm -hmm. You Um, just have to undo it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so you want to have just some loose, but you know, having other things made out of paracord just ups the amount of rope you have on hand that's useful. So we they recommend somewhere between twenty and fifty feet of rope. That's more than you could ever really need. Twenty to fifty feet is probably pretty good. Again, it's super light, so unlike like rope, rope or heavy, you know, stuff, this isn't going to be something that's you're going to feel a lot in your bag so just having it on hand using it to wrap a handle or using it yeah you know, like you said wrapping it in a bracelet throw it in your bag is it expensive no it's also really cheap Hmm. and you can get it in any color you want so fun yeah you can color coordinate your outfits with your paracord Um,
0: get a stupid color so people think you're not a expert right
1: yeah corinne what you can do is you can use it to wrap the handles of your knives so that then you have a little like handle on your knife and you can have it all customized handle well you know you can you get a nice one okay yeah Nice paracord handles. Great. I know you've got so many knives that by the time you've got all 50 of your knives in your bag, four or five you're five 100 feet of rope on there. Yeah. Right. All right. So, yeah, paracord, 20 feet. Good idea. Some people have problems tying knots in it. Um, this should be a good point. You should learn how to tie some knots. Again, mm-hmm. another Boy Scout-type skill that uh, I remember some of. I remember a few classic Boy Scout knots. I can tie a bowline, uh, which is a good one. It's a survival knot what they call it it's
0: very good good for you (laughs) uh
1: i can tie a sheep shank i can tie a couple of other knots but i don't remember a few of them so
0: well in girl scouts when we had the knot tying uh thing i couldn't do it and started to cry to which mom responded corinne this is supposed to be fun
1: (laughs) (laughs) so maybe you should brush up on some of your knots corinne there's a great app for tying knots it's called useful knots Mm. yeah yep look it up in the app store it's free Mm. yeah You just got to listen to some ads and then tie some knots. All right. Anyways, so a good skill to learn with your rope. Knot tying. Other stuff, Corinne. Cash. Cash? Cash money.
0: All right. Yeah.
1: It is likely a good idea to have cash on hand. How much depends on you, but the general rule of thumb here is you want to have enough to make it useful, so like having five bucks is probably not worth it, (laughs) but... Having too much yeah, but if you had too much, you wouldn't want to be money that you could lose and then you've lost a vast fortune. <laughs> so having a thousand dollars seems unreasonable, but maybe a hundred, two hundred dollars max. Basically you want this money to help you buy things in the case you need to, or get out of an area. But money in an emergency situation can be used. You know, to help you jump to the front of a line can be grease some
0: palms. Grease
1: some palms. Yeah, exactly. Lots of people in an emergency situation are still going to be working off of the old economy where money is more valuable than stuff, and so if you're smart, you can use that money to get things that are infinitely more valuable in an emergency situation, like water, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And there are going to be people people that are behind the times. So I'm not saying take advantage of them. I'm saying do what you need to do to survive.
0: Have a couple hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, have a couple hundred bucks. Get you a taxi cab out of town. Okay. Other things that are useful in an emergency include having things like a pad of paper and pen in your bag. Mm-hmm. Right? Zip ties. I love zip ties. Oh, wow. I have tons of them in the garage.
0: What are you using for these Everything. days? What are you using them for now?
1: Right now? I've got... I...
0: <laughs> Nothing. You've got none that you're using currently.
1: No, I actually... Oh, no. On my backpack... I don't know what happened with my old Jansport backpack, the one I'm turning <laughs> into a bug out bag. Uh, the little like, loop-de-loops that hold on to the, the zippers yeah. have been removed. I don't know whatever happened to them, but they're gone. So I have zip ties on them to give me something to grab. All so it's right. just one of the many examples of zip ties. <laughs> okay. And they're cheap yeah they're cheap they're light they yeah have uses all over the place holding up your tarps holding up whatever yeah grab some zip ties throw them in your bag uh other things duct tape again super useful kind of utility item um safety pins at this point we're kind of moving past all the basic stuff you want in there and to way more like personally if you've got some space yeah if you've got some space and weight and whatever else but we've covered really all the big stuff remember we talked about at the beginning that we bought two bags right so we got the bug out bag that we're going to build and we also bought a bag for mj so like a kid's bug out bag and we're going to get into that but including your kids in the prepping and the building of the bags is probably a good idea if you have them obviously you probably shouldn't store your five inch survival knife in your toddler's bag
0: mj again is disappointed
1: <laughs> exactly but uh within reason having them involved in packing and maintaining their bags is probably a good idea because then they know what to do in an emergency. So when the fire alarm goes off and you need to get out of the house and grab all the bags, it's so much better to have a kid who knows I should grab my bag and leave, you know, going following this plan than a kid who's like, Mom, help me. What do I do? I don't know where my shoes are.
0: That's still going to happen. That's still going
1: to (laughs) happen. But in theory, you can demystify an emergency situation. So emergencies are scary for everyone, but the more knowledge you have, the more you make it something that's manageable, something that you have some control over, the less scared, the less resistant they'll be to taking action when they need to take action. So involving kids within reason in your planning and preparedness is a good idea. Um, anyways, that's basically bug out bags part two, Corinne. All right. Yeah, I mean, lots of stuff. I mean, we covered a ton of different information here in the last two weeks. Lots of stuff that you probably don't have on hand that you need to add to your purchase list. Don't let it stop you from getting ready. Use what you have right now. You probably have an old Swiss Army knife. Use that. Then you can go out and buy your nice
0: knives. God, we're back to knives again yeah, somehow. Uh, That's some, never done. Oh,
1: always comes back to knives. <laughs> Use your old backpack with the twist ties on it. <laughs> the twist ties.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought they were zip ties, and now they're sorry, t- zip ties. old old the bread bag t- <laughs> no, I twist meant zip ties.
1: ties. I meant zip ties. <laughs> Did ties. you? <laughs> I don't know when the last time I've seen a twist tie was. Anyways. Yeah, so thanks, guys, for listening. That was this week. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, you want to post your video, a picture of your bug-out bag? Yeah, send yeah. us your bug-out bags. Yeah, uh, send us your really pathetic bug-out bags. I want to see. I don't want to see somebody falling out there, you know, super, you know, elite bag where everything's yeah, color-coordinated and looks super tactical and cool and laid out nicely. I want to see yeah, your, little, your Spider-Man backpack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to see that stuff, so... Send me your bug out bags. We'll put it on the Facebook page. Uh, that's it this week. Next week. Uh, Something else. News and nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Back to news and nonsense oh, next week. Oh, no. Yeah. News for your birthday, Corinne. Perfect. Love it. All right, guys. Thanks so much.